0: Into episode 32 of the Sources Say podcast, your go to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR podcast network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, and today I am happy to be joined by a surprise guest, KSR's own Drew Franklin. Drew, welcome to the show, buddy.
1: What's up? I'm nervous. This is my first Sources Say podcast uh, appearance. I know. I'm honored. And nervous
0: Well we, we appreciate you um, So we just got down to, to um, wherever we are Nashville for yeah. the SEC tournament um, Where things are just absolutely chaotic right now We don't know what's going on We're getting all these press releases on various cancellations And fans, what, are fans going to be there? Are fans not going to be there? It is just absolute mass chaos So that is going to be the primary talk of the show to start with um, But before we get started I, I do want to thank our, all of our listeners listeners for tuning in last week we broke a record for most downloads ever on this show pushed pushed over 10,000 listens which is just absolutely absurd for something that we just kind of you know came out of nowhere we said hey let's do a recruiting you know a basketball recruiting podcast on this on this thing and um, kind of just you know few, few months back it was nothing and then we kind of um, Oh, it was still something it just hadn't gotten its traction yet but nonetheless we appreciate all of the all the fans that we've had and, and the growing fans we've we've you know kind of gained over the last several months we appreciate everybody tuning in and we obviously hope this keeps building up, you know, obviously, with it being NCAA tournament time, SEC tournament time, uh, you know, we we hope we hope this goes uh, even even bigger from here. So now we got to talk about the big, big, you know, the big news. NCAA has <laughs> decided to cancel not not cancel the event itself, but uh, has not allowed fans into. Um, All men's and women's Tournaments moving forward Um, The the statement was The NCAA continues to assess the impact Of COVID-19 in consultation with Public health officials and our COVID-19 Advisory panel based on their Advice and my discussions with the NCAA Board of Governors I have made the decision To conduct our upcoming championship Events including Division 1 Men's and women's basketball tournaments With only essential staff And limited family attendance No fans and that came from NCAA President Mark Emmert. Um, Friend of the program. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, what do you think this means for uh, just the future of you know the, the next month or so with, with not only just the NCAA tournament, but just public events in general?
1: Well, really, uh, so the audience knows, Jack and I learned this while plugging in the equipment five minutes ago, so we're still processing it as we're talking here. Right. Uh, I kind of was starting to feel everything go this direction once the governor of Ohio. He he was the one, for me personally, I don't know what you all think about it, what you're reading, what you're seeing. But for me personally, was that yesterday the governor of Ohio yes. said that? Yeah. That's when I, that was the first time I'm like, all right, this isn't happening. So at that moment, I prepared myself for what we're now seeing. No NCAA tournament fans. I now have no faith. I'm, right now I can look out this window and see Bridgestone Arena. They're going to play here in a few hours Six people will watch Vandy uh, lose to whoever they play, but I I don't think me I don't know anything, but I'm not planning on fans being there this week.
0: Now and and on that note, the SEC, SEC released a statement not long almost immediately afterward that said that the Wednesday games would go on as scheduled. But if we're being honest, nobody goes to Vandy games anyway. Yeah. So so that, it's just that,
1: Kentucky fans that, on Wednesday night. That's not a
0: threat. What what is happening tonight at Zone Arena is not a threat. They were never worried about it. But they said, "quote." Of they are evaluating plans for the remainder of the tournament more to come. Are you worried that there are going to be tens of thousands of Kentucky fans travel down and they will have nowhere to go because the games will be closed, <laughs> closed yeah. to the public? The one thing different with this
1: one is like your fans are already on their way. Yeah. I mean, at this point, people are coming still. I mean, you you cancel it right now, people are still coming, and they're just going to go to the bars around the arena and the virus is still going to spread. I mean, that'll protect your players and your coaches, but I—it's too late, I think, for Nashville to stop people from coming. Now, I mean, they can still cancel, but I think these hotels you had to prepay for—people aren't getting their money back. Tickets have been paid for; that might be refunded, but if you bought them off a secondary market, you're not getting that
0: back. People will be in Nashville. I mean, it'd be—it—it would have been different if they decided to do this on Sunday yeah, this or done, Saturday days ago. But to do this. Literally the day of. I mean, I know things have been changing, and, and it has spread even further. And and you know, they they their hands were kind of tied originally, and now their their hands are kind of forced with with these up uh, with these you know now current decisions. But it's just like man, it, like it's it feels like we're in the <laughs> middle of history right now. That we are like we are going to be remembering this year and this postseason for the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah, like, that. Tornado uh, tornado SEC tournament, that was like one year before I started at KSR. I wish I could have been a part of that because it was so wild. But, I mean, they made documentaries about that. People still talk about that. And that was just the SEC tournament and not even a good one. That was Billy Gillespie, Kentucky. I don't even remember who the good teams were. That was a tournament no one cared about and it's still talked about. Now we're talking about the big tournament. I mean, this is something that we'll be telling our grandkids. If media is allowed to go, if we're able to go, I don't know if that will happen. I'll be telling my grandkids about the time I went to the NCAA tournament and watched them play like it was in my living room. It's just, you know, 15 people there. I can't even wrap my head around that scene happening, but it's about to
0: happen. I mean, people, you know, you hear all the stories. Oh, do you remember You remember where you were when yeah. with that SEC tournament? Oh, the thing came through the roof, and, like, you know, yeah. it, was just, it was just mass chaos back then. I mean, you're right. It feels like – like, we are living in – I mean, this is going to be something that we remember literally for the rest of our lives. And, and I mean, you bring up a good point about the media, too, because I believe that NCAA contacted Yahoo Sports or somebody just just put out a statement and said that they are in the process of deciding on media being allowed. So if the media is not even allowed, like, there are not going to be any stories written, no quotes. Like, no, no. it'll be it'll be just quotes handed out from, you know – John Calipari, what is your statement on, on – Kentucky's win and it's going to be it's it's just going to well, be uh,
1: nobody's going to be there to ask him. Yeah, I mean it's, <laughs> He's yeah. going to have to just release a statement. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll <laughs> which is what he does anyway. He'll go
0: on Twitter and be like, "So, today was a really good win for us. Guys, I really appreciate it." It's it's about to get very and you know, I kind of told myself as we were driving down uh f- you know f- to Nashville, I kind of told myself, "Man, when we record this show, I want it to be, you know, no coronavirus <laughs> talk because it's all been in you you know, can't, the radio. You can't run from it, and it's just like, you know, I, I wanted to be the I'm gonna st- I'm gonna be the one guy to stick to sports today, and then of course we get here, and it's like, yeah, well, our hands are kind of tied because it's it's coming. It uh, is
1: on a, on a serious note about it, the NCAA tournament being crazy. Hopefully, that is all we're talking about. I mean, if this thing's end up being huge and our eyeballs are hanging out in August, the NCAA yeah. tournament didn't matter." Hopefully that is like just we'll look <laughs> back on this thirty years from now like remember that time we had that awful scare the NCAA tournament and then a month later everything was fine. Hopefully that's the story.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it, I believe they just announced it as a as an official pandemic and uh, and we're seeing yeah. more and more cases. UK decided to cancel today for the next two weeks and then or I guess two weeks the,
1: after spring break I think
0: and then it'll be online classes and and I think they, the wording was like for at least the next two weeks, and then they're going to make a future decision. So, you know, all these schools are canceling. Berea, they said, pack your bags and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, it's – so it we are, it feels like we are in the midst of just, you know, mass chaos, and it's going to be and nobody
1: really knows. Yeah. I mean, the doctors and people working on it know, but when you're out on the street and someone gives you their opinion, they don't – nobody knows anything.
0: Yeah, and what was funny is Drew. You might remember, uh, like, what was it the Tennessee game? I showed you that text that I got from that family member yeah. of mine, where I was like, <laughs> eh, you know." Yeah. So I had a family member that was, you know, in related to some government people. He's a doctor, and he said, "This is about to get crazy. <laughs> Just kind of prepare yourself." And at the time, I kind of looked at Drew and I was like, eh, "Yeah, this is this is something to at least monitor, but not too worried about it." Looked like he was right, and. Yeah, not good, not and good at all. it
1: might just be me, you, and a couple other media members watching uh, the SEC tournament as well as the NCAA tournament.
0: Well, yeah, well, hopefully they still let us in, and uh, if so, we will provide uh, as, as incredible of content as you guys deserve because that would really suck for the fans. <laughs> that would be really bad, so hopefully uh, hopefully they let us in and, and we'll be able to be your eyes and ears if, if that situation calls for it. Um, so, now that we are kind of – Talking about SEC tournament play uh, You know We gotta at least talk about how we got to this point And that's the big Kentucky's big comeback victory at Florida And the lead up to all of that So last week's show Part of the reasons why it was such a Record breaking show is because there was a lot Of attention on Ashen Hagens, and we talked um, A lot about him And, and kind of it was really tough Because we Wanted to give as much information as we could without throwing him under the bus, without any confirmed reports, and, and, you know, make him look bad, not make us look bad, you know, to UK for putting stuff out there. You know, we, we were trying to at least make fans aware that this situation was more serious than, um, you know, kind of just, a, oh, Ashton Hagan's gotten a little on-court, you know, shenanigans with Nick Richards, got into it with Coach Cal, got into it with Rob Harris, coach, you know, the strength coach you know it, i wanted people to know that it was a little bit more serious than than what people had let it on but um, i was you know it was a little bit vague I mean we talked about a potential snapchat story that ended up going public now which we will obviously address shout
1: out to the sheriff for yeah, putting
0: that thank, out thank, there for the world to see thanks buddy we we appreciate you so last week was just an absolute whirlwind with with ashen hagans um, we didn't want it to turn into a show Kind of dogging Ashton Hagans But like I said We just wanted to Make sure that That fans knew That there was some stuff Going on behind the scenes So let's talk about What has gone public Since then That we can Can address Cash video first And we're not going to Get too, too in depth Because um, You know People have already been Kind of talking about it Non-stop But just kind of give Our, our overall reaction, reactions To it um, I don't want to speculate Where it came from Because I feel like everybody you know, on radio shows and on Twitter and all that, they were trying to do the, you know, FBI, where it came from, when the video was posted, all that stuff. People were saying, oh, this, you know, this thing was potentially posted back in high school, which, <laughs> if you look at his picture and the video, I mean, he had dreads in high school and also had braces. So, that was also and
1: if it geotagged Lexington. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: so that'd be very tough to uh, tough to do in at in high school. Um, but what I do know is that it it was published two weeks ago. Um, Drew, are you worried about the uh, about the video itself and the um, kind of the look that that it, it that it gives?
1: No, not even a little bit. And it's not me being a UK fan putting up my guard. Like, oh no, it's a UK player. I'm gonna ignore it. I I swear if that were a Louisville fan, I I might retweet it and be like, he probably shouldn't have done that because I don't think Hagan should have done that. But I wouldn't think the worst. I mean, it was a lot of money, but it wasn't insane money. And these kids get stipends. Mm -hmm. I I fully – if I were to – this is my own personal theory. I could see him getting his stipend check, going to the bank, cashing it, and then saying, let's put this on snap. And then, you know, then he goes and whatever he does with his stipend check, does it. I don't know. And really – I mean, Higgins would never say this, but honestly, it's nobody's business where Higgins got right. that. Unless we have something pointing that something illegal was done, Ashton Higgins doesn't have to explain to anyone why he has however much money it was. Right. To me, it looked 5000 I don't know. I paused it and tried to count like yeah. everyone else did, I'm sure. It wasn't life-changing money. It was a lot of money for a college yeah. kid to have at one yeah. time, but there's so many different scenarios where it could come from. I'm not worried about it until you tell me, well, we have another video of John Calipari stuffing it into a shoebox yeah. and then handing it to him.
0: <laughs> so I was I was friends with a a UK athlete several years back and I was walking, you know, we were walking to class in the same direction and and he brought up the idea that he had to go pick up his his stipend check later in the day and I figured that it was oh, you know, probably 50 bucks, 100 bucks at most and he told me how much it was <laughs> and I remember like being kind of like holy crap that's way yeah. more than i thought so that has always kind of when 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 i get into these arguments about oh should athletes be paid and all that knowing <laughs> knowing that side of things i've always been kind of like i mean yeah should, yeah should they be able to you know make money off their name and likeness and all that but they they are they're, they're doing com- right. they are compensated appropriately given given legally uh, yeah given i was in college for
1: Five, six, seven, nine years—I don't know. I had a job at all times, uh, which everyone should do. I didn't love it at the time, yeah. but looking back, that—that that was necessary. Regardless, what I made at Finish Line and random jobs working at the mall wasn't close to what these <laughs> college basketball players get. Right. And again, it—it's a lot of money. I'm yeah. not downplaying it. That is a lot of money for one person to have, especially waving it around right. like that. But there's just so many ways that Hagen's could have come with that money. If you're like me and think he's leaving for the NBA. And I'm his parents, and in their mind, they're thinking he's the next star. I'm like, take what you
0: want. You're going to pay me back in three months. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's kind of one big thing that some athletes do. They're like, "Oh, because you were able to get a scholarship on your own, here I'll buy you a car to comp." You know, I was yes. I was already going to pay for your college tuition anyway, but because you are now providing that for yourself, here I will, the same money that I was going to give you anyway for this college tuition. Here's a car. So some of the how is this kid driving a brand new fill in the blank? Yeah, that is also a, a part of it. I think my biggest issue with it was the timing of of it and, and the distraction that it pre- that it presented itself given the timing of us going in the postseason play and that was my biggest issue yeah, and that yeah, all 100
1: yeah, decision making issue not a illegal
0: something <laughs> right and that's kind of so an, another thing I, I kind of got blasted for like you know saying that it, it was creating this locker room tension and there was some chemistry issues and all that and I I I didn't want it to come off as me saying the team the team hates Ashton Hagans and that they want him to go off to the NBA and that he's like I didn't want it to come off in that way but more so you know kind of paint the picture that they did recognize that there was a distraction and the players this week have come out and said I mean like I think Emmanuel quickly just yesterday came out and said. We understood that th- it was kind of going down this path of of you know distractions as we're going into postseason play, and even he acknowledged, yeah, change was probably necessary. I, it, you know, and and that was kind of my big point. I I thought with the the video that we that had has been out for now several weeks now, on top of um, like there's the girlfriend stuff that had been uh, has since been brought up on multiple radio shows and message boards and all that stuff. So the girlfriend stuff i don't know the specifics of if they broke up cuz he he deleted a lot of stuff on his on his instagram page and and not posting her as much as she did before but there was a game on valentine's day february 14th he posted a video of him walking into a hotel room with flowers everywhere all over the all all over the sheets and kind of you know her going oh my goodness this is so sweet thank you so much the night before the Auburn game, I believe it wasn't the uh, February fifteenth. I believe was the Auburn game that Saturday, uh, was or it was I'm, the.
1: I'm, I, I was trying to do it in my head. Auburn was earlier in the month. The, Auburn is when he started to spiral. You talking about Auburn at home or, home, or Auburn away? Home, home, home. It might have been then. I know we lost. I always associate that Auburn at Auburn with his downward spiral. Okay. I mean, I'm not in the locker room, but that's when his numbers started to go yeah. down. The fifteenth, that yeah, that would have been Auburn at home. I,
0: I, be, I, I believe e- either way, whatever. Yeah, you are. I, it was we a, can look it up. It was a big game. It was a very prominent game, and he was posting on his social media that instead of staying, you know, with the team or you know all that, he was shacking up with his girlfriend b- prior to a very very important game, and and he had you know bought her a bunch of expensive pairs of shoes. I think they were the custom, you know, the the true blue custom, you know. I, he, it was just one of of you know many things to kind of that I think caused a – are a little distracted let's let's get you back on the on the same page and 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 let's let's get us you know where we need to be for the postseason play That was my biggest thing is that kind of where your worry was and and kind of where it is still at this point
1: Yeah it was I feel like I, there's like eight different Ashton Higgins things and all of them alone are nothing. But when you put them all together in the span of three weeks, it's like, okay, there's an issue here. The girlfriend thing, I've heard that buzz going around. Obviously, we don't, we don't know Ashton Haggins and his girlfriend. I don't know anything yeah. about their life. I know that pictures have disappeared. I don't care to know about their personal lives, but I will say on a night before a game, usually – like a football team is different because there's more players. You are on lock and key yeah. at a hotel. You're not going anywhere. We play tomorrow. Basketball is not as strict – but they still want you with your teammates in the lodge, yeah. dialed in. Maybe celebrate uh, Valentine's Day
0: a couple nights before. Yeah, it, it, it was just it was just a look thing. And, yeah. and 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 again,
1: that saying that out loud to me, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Oh, but it's on how top dare of this?
0: How dare he, ce- this, how dare he celebrate <laughs> Valentine's yeah. Day with his girlfriend? Like we sound, you know. And there are other things that we still, unfortunately, you guys can, you know, get on to me about, oh, you're being too vague and all that. There's still some other things that I think have, have also caused other issues that don't need to be uh, put out in, in public that I don't want to say that there's are still issues, but something that, that it, I think the team is still dealing with internally. And yeah. that was the video was not part of the, we'll get into the suspension or the. Ashton Hagen's missing the Gainesville trip. We'll get into that here in a second as well. But there were a lot of things that built up in the last several weeks that it became very apparent that there was a that that, that he was distracted that that it was not going in the right direction. I think that um, Coach Cal, I mean, shoot, have you have you seen Coach Cal in, in his <laughs> last several press conferences? He just looks. Just did not look well. I mean, uh, he was just kind of it seemed like he was scattered. I actually scatterbra-
1: think he has the coronavirus if yeah. you heard him yesterday.
0: See, oh gosh. He, <laughs> Don't I mean, let him in the tournament. He was on the Dan Patrick show. He <laughs> went on the SEC teleconference and he did one more uh, his call-in show and all three of them he was just Hacking up a, a long, and he just it sounded gross. <laughs> I'm just glad horrible.
1: we skipped the one press conference where he actually coughed in his hand and faked through it at the media. Oh, I was at that. Oh, I was at oh, that, one. At that oh, one. I was at oh, that, one. that one. Oh, at that well, one. On and that note, I'm going to get away from you. Yeah,
0: that was the one that he that he was. They asked him, "So, what do you think?" And that was the game after. That was the Friday after the Tennessee loss. And before, before the Gainesville trip Before anybody had any idea about it And he was still talking about Ashton Hagen's, Like, oh, he'll be fine And, uh, you know there, 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 He's just a competitive guy You know, that, that kind of stuff Was trying to, you know, beat around the bush And instead of talking about Ashton specifically He was saying, all of us, you know If you look at me, I'm, you know, I'm no shy guy on the, uh, you know, I'm a yeller. I, you know, I get into my team's faces and, and, you know, he, it was like he was trying to avoid talking specifically about Hagen's like he knew that there was something going on. And as we found out just a day later, he missed the, the, he missed the Florida trip. So I want to ask you, Drew, what were your initial thoughts when, A, the, the rumors leading up to, I believe the night before, and then obviously in the morning of, that Higgins had missed the trip. What were your initial thoughts before, you know, without knowing the outcome of the game?
1: Uh, I assume a lot of people listen to this show, listen to our morning show. And the Friday before the Florida show, I was very negative. I might you have are. known a little more than I was leading on. People were telling me, get off the air. You're bringing down the energy, being negative, Nancy. I had a pretty good feeling he wasn't in Florida. And I was genuinely Not just worried about that particular game, worried about Hagen's headspace because you're not going to do crap in the tournament with Hagen's the way he was in that Tennessee game. Right now, still don't really know what's going on with him, but if this were Johnny Juzang or any – heck, even Nick Richards. Yeah. It's not a big deal, but this is your point guard, your decision maker, the guy who prides himself in being a dog. Mm -hmm. And I know we're being overly critical of him, and really it's not anyone's business – that he had Rose as his girlfriend. But when you want to be the best point guard in the country, when you want to go to the NBA, people are going to talk about that. And I I have no problem that we're sitting here talking about these things because you're Ashton Hagens. And somewhere along the way in the month of February, something went off. And every person in Kentucky wants to know why. They don't need to know why. The other stuff we've heard, it's personal matters. Nobody needs to know. We don't have to know. But there are a lot of people worried about him. And pretty soon here, I'd say – Friday I, I assume he's gonna play I haven't heard otherwise we'll, we'll know what kind of Hagans we have but it, it's been a weird month yeah it's it, a weird week really yeah it, even going back to when his first struggles it just something seemed off
0: yeah I and like I said I didn't want that last show to be like I like Hagans I didn't <laughs> want I I think I kind of I went back and listened to it a little bit I think I kind of came off as I don't like Hagen's. Hagen's is is a major major distraction. The team would be, and I even said, you know, maybe it's time to start playing. You know, seeing what it would be like to have Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel quickly as the lead guards, and maybe entertain the 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 idea of of Hagen's coming off the bench or just you know minimizing his minutes just a little bit to allow for a kind of a transition into Tyrese Maxey being the lead guard going into March. I kind of. And I didn't want that to come off as I hate Hagens. He's, you know, detrimental to the team. He needs to be out of here. You know, quarantine him and get him out of here. Like, I didn't, I, I kind of came off that way in, in some instances. And that's what I, I didn't want to do. And I wanted to come on here and kind of clarify that everything, it's not like this situation is going to ruin Kentucky's chances of no. going into March. I, I, I think it was a situation that was a situation, a rather serious one with everything combined leading up to it. The six, you know, five, six different things combining into one, as you said, that needed to be handled. I did like Kentucky's handling of, I know they were a little vague and Calipari was, you know, wishy-washy about it and tap dancing around. And I like know. him doing that, though, protecting him. Now the yes. way he
1: delivers it sometimes is a little off.
0: Right. We, we could all tell that something was not right. The buildup was obviously there. Um okay now the morning of Calipari finally announces on his Twitter page that he had missed for personal reasons kind of you know saying that he decided to approach and I think after the game his his first instinct Calipari said something on the lines of he approached him a couple days ago said I'm not in the right headspace something's not right with me I needed to take a step away from the team did you like his handling of that no
1: that was horrible and just what you said about you want to explain that you like Hagens, and you know, that's not something you want to talk about. And in doing this job when we have to talk about this stuff, it's not easy. I've been super critical of Hagens and I love Ashton Hagens. I hope he hell, I hope he has a triple double every the nine games this march, goes to the NBA and makes a billion dollars. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta be critical on these guys. Same with Coach Cal. I love Coach Cal. People are have been writing me in the last week saying that I'm anti Cal. I love Cal. I want to coach him a million years but he's not free from me making fun of him. I make fun of everyone. I make fun of my fiance. I make fun <laughs> of myself, all my friends. Like I'm going to call you out on your BS. Yeah. Coach Cal's press conferences have been laughably bad lately on this Hagan stuff. Yeah. I love that he protects him. I really do. And like even going back, he protects injuries. PJ last year, at the same time, people are on top of the arena with binoculars trying to look into hotel rooms to yeah. see if PJ's in a boot. <laughs> and Cal doesn't say anything, and I don't think he should. But the stuff he does says, I'm going to make fun of. the Ashton, hadn't even talked to him. Okay. Ashton, is he here? Where is he? That's, that's next step. I wish Cal would just go, look, it's being handled in-house. Glad you all concerned. We're good. We got it under control. Let's move on. But he does the Higgins. I don't know. Uh, Eric, will you send me Hagan's number? I should check in with him. <laughs> and then uh, at, after the Florida game, I was watching the live stream. I believe it was tipped doubled down at the end. Yeah and he's like so cal just one more time why isn't hagen's here and then cal's like these kids just deal with so much clutter and i'm like you are fumbling <laughs> all over the situation i know it's tough on him but just tell us hey i'm not going to talk about it and i'm happy with you cal
0: um do you, okay say it's a one game we think that it was a suspension that yeah. it was a i guess i
1: didn't really answer your question about what was it a suspension uh i think it was a suspension because cal's excuse of yeah, he told me he didn't want to make the trip, so we left him home. That's not a thing. Yeah, you would never do that. If right now, if Manuel quickly is like, Cal, I don't feel like playing tomorrow," Cal would be like, "I don't care. Put on your jersey. You're, <laughs> <Yeah>. We are <laughs> we are playing. You don't you don't get to just sit out games." in the, the last game of the year at Florida. Yeah, right. So I think there was more. I think it was more of UK deciding. You know what, Hagens, we're going to leave you here to to figure out what you have going on.
0: Now, knowing what we know, knowing the the backstory behind everything, the lead up, the the last month of clutter and you know know, the 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 lead up the build up to this florida game do you think a one game hiatus however you want to describe suspension personal reasons do you think one game off if he does take the floor on friday do you think that's you know acceptable given what what you know
1: uh i do and i i genuinely believe first of all let me backtrack the videos of him at florida where he's celebrating, right? I know a lot of fans have been excited about that. I thought those felt very forced. I thought so too. Okay, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. I didn't want to ruin everybody's fun. I thought those were like a "Hey, look at me" moment. I'm glad. I'm glad he did that because it cheered the fan base up. And you know, that's the people we deal with, right? I'm, I'm glad it happened, but I didn't fall for it. I still think that. Being said, I still think we're going to get a good version of Hagen's after this time being away. And I think overall, I think Saturday was great for the team. What we got out of the the, the bench that went without him quickly we could do a whole show just on that in itself but i think the one game as a punishment if it was one was fine and i'm hoping the one game was enough to get him back on the right track
0: that my thoughts 100% exactly i thought it needed to happen i thought kentucky needed to address the situation they needed to you know kind of let him clear his head space a little bit say yes we would perf- you know we don't want you to make the trip this is a suspension but take this time Get away, kind of, you know, clear, you know, don't text, you know, you, you don't have to be with people. Be at the lodge by yourself, watch the games at, at you know, the facilities by yourself. Get yourself right, and I thought that was a major, major step. Just not even with this, you know, the the off court stuff that we know. The on court, I mean, just it, it has been very obvious that whether it be his the injury that he's been dealing with, the injuries that he's been dealing with, you know, the just the mental hurdles that he's had to overcome with, you know, turnover issues and all that. It, it's been very obvious that he has not been right. That he needed time to get right, and I think that one game break. I mean, and what what really ended up being a a you know week and a half break you know Tuesday to the, potentially this next Friday, I, I think it was necessary. I think it was it was very good for him. Um, and on that note, what it allowed for everybody else on the team at Florida was awesome. I mean, I thought the I mean the the adversity getting down by eighteen originally from from the jump, Ashton Hagen saw that and went, see these guys need me. I'm home. This team obviously needs me. It was an ego boost for him. It was, you know, it was a stroke of the ego for him, knowing the team needs me going into March. It's very obvious that they need, you know, they they have been used to me running running the show. Yeah, I have some turnover issues. Yeah, it's been been a little bit of a struggle, but it's very obvious that I'm needed on that court. Good for him. We also got Tyrese Maxey a little bit to, you know, he wasn't great running the point, but he at least showed some flashes of okay if. Say the Ashton Hagens thing goes go south again, he ends up not playing. You know, for whatever reason, Tyrese Maxey's starting to get more and more comfortable running the point guard. Good for him that you know he he didn't shoot all that well. You know that was great. Emmanuel quickly had his double dub, double digit game. Good for him. You know Nick Richards had his comeback in the second half where he was the best. I mean he looked like the best player on planet Earth. And you know you're you'd be the first person to admit he that he is the
1: best player on planet Earth. That's why he looked that way.
0: Yeah, he was – I mean, I think he had 17 points in the second half. It's was like, like nine, eight or nine straight. It yeah. was just
1: four straight possessions. Give me the Un- ball. <laughs>
0: unbelievable. But the big one, Keon Brooks off the bench, Nate Sistine off the bench, Johnny Juzang. It, it just felt like when they you know they were missing their, their star player or you know lead point guard, it seemed like everybody else kind of fell into position and said, okay, well, we're down 18 points. Our backs are, are up against the wall. We have to do something. And instead of, you know, they could have they could have gotten down by eighteen and said, eh, season is season's over. Let's, you know, let's focus on March. Let's move on. And instead of going down that path, they decided, back's against the wall, let's put our fists up and let's fight our way out of this. And they did. And it's it just felt like across the board, everybody on the team, you know, provided a spark to lead up to that that big point. Awesome. Loved, loved, love everything about it. Um what do you think about Cal Perry's decision at the end of the game—you know—we're not going to get you know into the, into the details of of the whole game, but more specifically, Keon Brooks at the very end of the game, Cal Perry basically saying, "We're going to give you the opportunity to win this game." What did you think of that?
1: I loved it because I saw it as Cal knowing he could lose this game, but he's always about player empowerment. That was Cal going, "I'm about to find out what Keon Brooks I have." I know he's been on that team for an entire season. But in that moment, I bet you Cal's brain was, I don't even care if we lose to Florida right now, Keon's going to handle this moment one way or another. He put him in that spot, and even though the ball didn't go in, he was right there and EJ tips him in. I think that was a huge call by Cal. I think it even though it didn't drop, I think it was a huge confidence boost for Keon. He's had issues. I don't think it's necessarily him. I think he's fine. But we've seen his AAU coach tweeting and people saying Keon should be played more. He's got to have a little bit of that in his head. So for him to be on the road at Florida – Last game of the regular season, and Cal dialed up for him. you got to think Keon Brooks is coming into the postseason in the best headspace he's been in all year. And I'd say the same for and Sestina, Juzang hit two threes. Heck, Brooks hit two threes. Sestina hit one. He's hit plenty all year. But those guys now going into the NCAA tournament, and we might be in a situation where you're in foul trouble, and those guys, we need a big three. And if that Florida game doesn't happen – Juzang might, you know, he's not built for that moment. It might clank off the shot clock. But now that they saw him go in at Florida, they made that comeback, those guys are going to be ready to do it again if their number's called. So I'm going to look back at that Florida game so fondly because I'd say somewhere in about the Elite Eight, you're going to get a Brooks or a Juzang three, and we're all going to know. Florida game kind of brought that out of him.
0: Like, I completely, there will be a
1: meaningful play where the Florida game
0: set that up. I completely agree, and and I, I kind of look ahead to next season, thinking Keon. Unless barring a, a, a crazy NCAA tournament, and I, I don't, I hate to be that guy, but I'm rooting for the opposite. I'm rooting for Keon to be just good yeah, enough to good. win. That's That's next year. <laughs> I, I want, I want Selfish. this to be. A, a like a stepping stool for a, gro- a a sophomore year growth because what we saw and it, you know that that baseline move to you know that Cal said here you, you get the ball on the baseline do something with it and that left handed dribble attack the rim approach I looked at that and was <laughs> like dude
1: well, where that this
0: season you know ne- if we see this next season hey he's gonna dunk that ball but just the fact that he has that confidence man it. it it kind of felt like Calipari saw something click with him and said, "Maybe we should kind of prepare him for being, you know, having." And I don't want to put the PJ Washington sophomore year pressure, all that, you know, any of that on him. But maybe it's time to start easing him into his sophomore year jump because it it looks very obvious that he might be that guy to make the to make the jump out of anybody.
1: Yeah, and he's no. I mean, Juzane kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, Brooks was a highly touted recruit. He and uh who was who did you play with in high school? He played with Star, was it? Isaiah uh, Isaiah Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, I yeah. mean he had him but I mean he was the guy. Yeah. So he doesn't lack confidence or being in that moment, but since he's been at UK, you know, he's disappeared down the bend not at his own fault. There's just people in front of him and you couldn't blame him if he kind of clams up and you know, loses a little yeah. of confidence in that uh, the final minutes of that Florida game were basically like someone walking up to him on the bench and smacking him across yeah. the face and waking <laughs> him up, like "Hey, you are a big part of this team right now, yeah.
0: and I I see that carrying on. Why wouldn't it?" The, and and seeing him at the post at the podium after the game, did did you watch it? Like, I, I, I I mean, the the quotes are out there, but watching him, he has not been that confident since the second he got on this camp on this campus. He said, "Uh, somebody asked him, so what was it like to, for Calipari to kind of you know." throw the ball to you at the end of the game and say go win this game he was like well you know i just you know i i, I appreciate the trust and and i just did what i what, you know did what i did i thought i got fouled personally <laughs> on on that last shot but hey i you know it was just it was like watching Who was like who is this guy we haven't seen it's this new confidence we haven't seen this all and, and if that's what it took you know thank ash and higgins i mean yeah. it, it it felt like That kind of caused everybody else to go in a slight panic and say, we all need to figure out what's going on with our lead guy, not there. They kind of picked up all the pieces. They got down 18. They picked up all the pieces and kind of led them to victory. Now you're going to submit Ashton Hagen's back into that. I think it's a good sign. I think it's a great sign. I I, I said last show, all it could take is Kentucky to go down to Gainesville, pull out a, a, a massive victory, and all could be well. It, we could literally the, the all the Ashton Hagen stuff could disappear, and we can go into March with about as moment as much momentum as you could possibly ask for. And as of today, mm-hmm. is you know, if Hagen's is back, I think I, I saw a report that he's pra- he practiced today with the team. So if he's back with the team, he's practicing well. He's healthy. He's you know healthy mentally as well. I think it's a great sign going it's into. It's a March. nice
1: cleanse. I think Friday I was in panic mode. I thought. I I even told Ryan Lemon during a break. I think he might have even called me out on air. I didn't want it to go out to the public. But I said, Ryan, this team is going to lose in the second round to a Big Ten team. Write it down. You're not getting the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Make plans with Amanda. They're losing the second round. Because at that time, Hagen's was whatever he was. I didn't know Brooks had that in him. I didn't know Juzang had that in him. Yep. 24 hours later, now I'm like, bring on Kansas. We'll play them in the first round. I'll take whoever you want because Kentucky is right where they need to be. It had to get to the very bottom to get there, and that was a rough few days for all Kentucky fans out there. But I think you got to love the spot we're in now.
0: That's that's exactly how I feel. I think, I think the cleanse word is exact. Because I left after the game ended. EJ hit his game winner. I – I was actually with Sean Smith. I drove down, by the way. Shout out to him. We had one heck of a trip. He's an awesome dude. Uh, We're big Sean Smith people. Love him to death. Go Big Blue Country. Go on his website. Check his stuff out. He's awesome. Really appreciate what he does. We sat next to each other on press row, and we kind of had – like, we looked at each other after the game and kind of had that, like, (sighs) like (laughs) like, this is what we needed. This is what this team needed. It was just a breath of fresh air to go down there, face adversity, overcome it all, come out there with a win, and then get your guy back, who has been, you know, relaxing, getting his mind off of everything. He's obviously rejuvenated. Whether you know, I, I don't know <laughs> about the videos and all that. We're we're questionable, but he obviously seems rejuvenated. Yeah, we're he's, all assuming he's on social media, going, you know, that's my man. You know, he, he's hyping up his whole team. It just seems like all is well in the world, and that's exactly what this team needed after a month of some 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 trouble. We're good. I feel good. So. Uh, Real quick, as we go into the SEC tournament, let's, you know, real quickly, do you think this team wins the SEC SEC tournament? How do you think this week goes? If this thing is even played? (laughs) Uh,
1: Albany calling me. Maybe I have a room. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I think they do. Uh, I want the crowd to be there. Okay. Because this is my 10th one of these. (laughs) I I know there are people listening who have probably been to more, but I feel like that's a lot for me. And the crowd so many scenarios in this tournament has willed Kentucky to games. They've been down to teams they shouldn't have been down. I know Kentucky dominates SEC, but there have been struggles. And I'm telling you, I've sat in Bridgestone Arena and thought this is over, and then you see the Blues slowly stand and then the Go Big Blue chant comes. Next thing you know, you're up 20. I do worry about not having that. Yeah. But I still think if they have that, they're definitely winning. If they don't have that, I still think they win. But
0: I'm pretty confident. On the flip side. Calipari always talks about how they have the best practices in the history of, of practice. If the atmosphere is like a practice at the Joe Craft Center, maybe they torch the nets and we don't even have to worry about it because they're not worried about you know being nervous in front of fans. It's like a, a normal scrimmage in practice. Maybe that's what we get out of all of this.
1: I do worry... If there's no fans, again, we're, we're learning as things go. Have you checked your phone lately? No, have I have updates? not. <laughs> By the time people listen, we're going to be completely NCAA wrong like, on everything.
0: <laughs> college basketball canceled forever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, thanks for listening. Now, where were we? Uh, I had a point. I was with it. I had it. Um, uh, practice. Practice. Oh, I was going to say, these we other SEC schools, like, heck, God forbid if we were to run into Vandy, I know that would be a path for Vandy, Yeah, but they're used to – Hearing a pin drop when they're playing, they're going to walk in and think it's a normal game. While (laughs) it gets it quickly, I mean, it will take a few minutes to get adjusted. That will freak them out. Just emptiness playing a meaningful (laughs) basketball game, I think. Yeah, but their opponents can be. like, Oh, it's just a normal SEC game for us.
0: Yeah, it 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 will definitely be interesting. Okay, I I agree with you. I'm feeling very confident. I think this could be good. Hope the fans, uh, the the fans are there for for at least the rest of the SEC tournament. We now know that the NCAA does will not allow that. We'll we'll see about that. That'll be very interesting. Okay. Moving on from there, let's uh we'll we'll close out the show with a couple little rumors and rumblings that we've heard we like about the team. Not the the team, we've already talked about that, but the the next team, um you know, for the for the 2020, 2020, 2021 season, I guess. Um okay. Graduate transfer rumors. There was a name that came out Bryce Aiken. Harvard transfer, 22-point-per-game score, 40% from three Uh, as a junior. Last season, I think he started out the year uh, shooting like 17 17 points per game or something, Uh, yeah, 16.7 points, 1.9 rebounds, 1.7 assists through his first seven games of the season, had an injury, missed the rest of the year. But he announced that he would be transferring from – he'd be a graduate transfer leaving Harvard. And I think Kentucky is a very, very, very strong option for him. How many points per game? Uh as a junior, when he was like the star yeah, of the yeah. show, star of the show, he was uh twenty two point two points I, per I, game. I, that's good. I don't have to hear anymore. He's going to Kentucky Th- or Duke. Thirty nine point eight percent from he's, three. He's going to Kentucky or Duke. Twenty two percent twenty two point per game score shooting forty percent from three.
1: That sounds like a kid who'll go wherever he wants. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. Does that not sound yeah. exactly like what Kentucky fans So I talked to uh, the the parent of a future Kentucky Wildcat that would be very very interested in knowing whether <laughs> or not a, another guard would be uh, coming into the Kentucky into the Kentucky. A he has uh, Harvard connections. I'm not not Johnny Juzang related, but there are Harvard connections with him. So I asked if if he had known anything. He said he's going to look into it. So be prepared for some may, maybe some scoop in a, in a future Ooh. show. But um, I asked if. They would be open to the idea of bringing in another guard who th- this would basically be an uh, Emmanuel quickly replacement. Because uh, you know, he gone. Because Emmanuel quickly, I believe, is is very no, much no, no, gone. I'll say he gone. He just so he would be a replacement for that. And I kind of asked, what you know is would you guys be okay with that? And they said. Very much so. Like they, they, they. What's very awesome? What's awesome about this future group? I think is that they are um, kind of a the more the merrier type mentality. They're like, bring them all on. We don't care who who's here. More, you know, more miles to feet, who cares? As long as it helps us win a national championship, I'm good for it. So they at least have support if this is an option. Um, We've kind of talked on the show that they're looking, um, obviously, to close out with, in the front court with a grad. It's kind of looking more and more like a grad transfer or just a normal transfer. Um, we'll get into that here in a second. But with quickly leaving, I think it's starting to present an opportunity for Kentucky to bring in another guard and – it's looking pretty, pretty strong that this could be – it's not a done deal or anything, but I think that this could be a very, very strong option for Kentucky fans to at least keep a very close eye on uh, as, the, as the weeks progress. Now, looking at the front court, Calipari was very, very open in a recent – I believe it was the SEC teleconference just a couple of days ago um, – they asked him about the potential transfer rule with the NCAA and he flat out said, I'm hearing <laughs> that it's, I'm hearing that it's going to pass. And then in the hours since then I talked to somebody and they were like, yeah, this is, this is a done deal. Like this, this 100% is going to pass. So if Calipari has already heard that he, that this rule is going to pass, don't you think he's starting to at least feel out his options in college basketball and that he could potentially, um, you know, have a guy in mind per se that you know that do do you think that Calipari has has a guy not penciled in but somebody that he's keeping a close eye on for the front court as we as we get closer to the offseason when a decision would be made
1: I would bet I I'd say Cal's not monitoring it too closely now I'm sure an Aiken that's already been talked about publicly that he he's going to be very familiar. But I bet someone on the staff is very, keeping a very watchful eye on who's blowing up at mid majors. And Cal's made it very clear, he he is not tampering. I feel like every time this comes up, he says, "Fire whatever coach tampers." No, no questions asked. So I think Cal's going to be very careful to establish any kind of communication right. with these kids now that he's already said fire people. Right.
0: But his phone's going to be ringing a lot. Well, that's what and and, and that's literally what he said. He <laughs> he said. Guys, I, I just want you to know That Kentucky is always Going to eat first We are going He I think his specific word was We're going to have A line out the door At Kentucky Or a uh, line out the door In Lexington or something Which, I mean Very telling Which makes me think That there are already People feeling him mm-hmm. out And basically saying You know We think this is Where we're headed We would really like this To, to you know let's, let's talk about this In the future And if And Say what you want about the football landscape, you know, out the Alabamas and Ohio States of the world poaching some of the UK football players. Say what you want about that side of things; that's a whole, whole different side. But there are only positives for Kentucky basketball, I think, with this with this new rule. Is that kind of what what you're thinking? <laughs> All positive. I mean, unless you'll miss the
1: Jamal Bakers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because those guys will leave because right. people come take their spots. But I mean. Yeah, it's really going to be right now. We, two years we've had two grad transfers, mm-hmm. and that takes a pretty unique situation for grad transfer. For one, they got to have a program that the other school didn't offer. Right. It takes a guy who can say goodbye to a team he was on. Now you're opening it to anybody who can do it once. There's going to be a long line wanting to put on a UK jersey once somebody goes and has a couple good seasons somewhere else.
0: And if you think about the Jamal Bakers or even the Khalil Whitneys or you know any of those type of guys. Yes, you worry about them potentially leaving, but to know that you always have a replacement in your back pocket—not you know—if you—if you miss on your top ten targets in, in on in recruiting, say it's the worst recruiting year you've you've ever had. There, I mean, college basketball landscape is endless. I mean, you you could literally look at any school, any coach, and and find another potential option to replace any. I mean, it'd, it'd be a it'd be plug and play for Kentucky. Think about <laughs> think about Calipari's recruiting pitch and how swaggy he would get. Hey, we have 30 minutes available in the front court as a starter at Kentucky basketball. Anybody want one? I mean, think about <laughs> the, the, any of the mid-majors, even lower-end power fives. You know, the guys that that want that extra exposure. I mean, it, it it would just be nuts. I think I think it would be massive for Kentucky basketball. And if as we, you know, we're, it's a very apparent that we're leaning that way, I think things are about to get very very serious with with Kentucky and and team. The team next year is going to be very good. I think it's going to be very good.
1: And uh, I'm going to name drop a, a Golden State Warrior right now, the, a Splash Brother, okay. uh, Michael Mulder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, the he's the main the, yes. Splash Brother, yeah. I'll add. Someone like him, I, I know his journey well. People who know KSR know my cousin, Coach Michael, in junior college. So I've followed him even before he got to UK. He was a recruit that nobody really wanted, but he always had his eyes on Kentucky. And he he turned down some decent schools out of high school. Not great, but – places yeah. that matter, because he thought, you know what, I'm going to go to JUCO, and then I'm going to get to that Division One school. I'll just take the long route. It's going to suck, but I'll get there. Now the Michael Mulders are already going to plan that but without having to go to JUCO. They'll be like, I'll just go to a mid-major. Yeah. And, but in their brain, they're still going to be auditioning for Kentucky. Absolutely. There is going to be such a pool of players for Cal to pick from, and I'm going to be clear, Cal ain't picking from them. They're picking Cal. Yeah. It's really going to be unbelievable to to follow. I mean, it's Ke- hard to follow.
0: Really, yeah. yeah. Oh, recruiting. <laughs> God, that's going to be. I mean, think because think we
1: don't know a name, and then on Monday we we might not have a name. We don't even know who they're looking at, and on Tuesday morning he'd be on campus putting on his uniform.
0: Think about <laughs> the what Kerry Blackshear did for like Re, uh, Reed Travis was the first example, but last year Re, with Kerry Blackshear being a name that dominated in the tournament. He was a big name guy that almost big beat Duke, uh, you know, with his, you know, the Zion team. He, that last offseason where everybody in college basketball was worried about where the heck Carry uh, Blackshear was going. Think about that, but with <laughs> 40, 40 options because all of for every Carry Blackshear there's going to be, you know, think of the the Pac-12 equivalent, the big, you know, the Big 10 equivalent, big T- like there is going to be an equivalent for all, you know, across the board. The options are going to be endless for Calipari. I mean, he's literally going to be able to pick and choose. I mean, you're going. Calipari is going to have a 25 point per game score go to him, and he's going to have to say, "Eh, we have a 28 per game point per game score coming in." Sorry, man. Like, and for the first time, it doesn't just have to be a senior. He can go still a freshman if he wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think a, a guy that you know. He, Calipari's example was. There are so many guys that go to you know that, that are recruited on promises and and the you'll you'll come in and you'll get 30 touches a game you'll get 30 shots up a game you'll play every single minute we won't ever take you out of the games of the the Anthony Edwards approach say Anthony Edwards wasn't a number one overall prospect say this year hadn't gone well for him he you know, a Jaden McDaniels in Washington or I always
1: a, use Malik Newman here he's
0: my favorite perfect example he was number one everything perfect example they go have a horrible year Calipari will go. Told you. Yep. And they'd go. All Glad right. you got your bag. All, All right. Play for yeah. Us. Right. Let's. I mean, the op, the opportunities for Calipari are about to be endless. If I mean, you ve- you very rarely hear Calipari be as blunt as he is when he you know for him to come out and say, and I'm hearing that this rules is definitely going to pass. For him to say to be that open about a, a rule, a, a you know college landscape changing rule like that. You know it's big. You know it's something that he's monitoring. You know that's something that his staff is monitoring and it's gonna be very, very beneficial for Kentucky basketball. And I'm very excited for it because it's gonna be go into effect this this academic year yeah. for next basketball season. It's gonna be big.
1: And you know, we don't know the future of the one and done. This whole having the John Walls could go away. Won't matter to Kentucky <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. go take somebody else's John Wall. And really, right now, everybody like the NBA combine is a, is a big step again the NBA, obviously. And if you're these mid-majors, these fringe players, you're, it's like, I just got to get to the combine. If I can get to the combine, I'll show up from there. You can almost plug Kentucky as another stop yeah. for some of these people. <laughs> yeah. Because they'll be sitting at, I don't know, Weber State, yeah. wherever, and they'll be like, all right, play good this year, then I get to Kentucky, then I'm in the combine, and then yeah. I'm in the NBA. So it people are going to view it as a literal stop to get to their goals.
0: Yeah. um Very, very – going to be big it's going to be very very big um i think we can end it there i think we're we're ready to hit the road and go see our first we have a hotel room go see our first sec game uh well real quick if there's anybody in this planet that that's listening to the show that doesn't follow you where can fans find your work
1: uh kentucky i right there and not often lately but uh we'll be doing that this week uh and at drew franklin ksr on twitter or I'll shout out my Instagram. Oh, do Drew it, underscore Franklin. There I you threw go. It off
0: there, well, you know, because we're getting with the times. You know, Instagram, yeah. Instagram is the is the way uh, to the younger generation's heart. So uh, you know, we, and
1: think, our Instagram's blowing up.
0: We got to shout that out. KSR
1: underscore IG. That's I do that it. Right?
0: That's it. Perfect. Go nice follow them. Out. We're we're putting a lot of good content up there, uh, especially this week at the SEC tournament. And if the you know <laughs> wherever if, we are, at, wherever we go in the NCAA tournament, we you know will be your eyes and ears in that way too. So go follow that. Um, if you're interested in sponsoring this show, don't hesitate to reach out to me on Twitter. We have some actually big uh, sponsors coming up in the next couple of weeks, so Ooh, yeah. be prepared wink, for wink. be prepared for that one. Uh, but I have one more shout out th- before, you go, for before go we go. Before we say
1: it. bye, I want to shout out Jack Pilgrim
0: because whoa there, this KSR
1: operation has been around. I think we're going to hit 15 years in August. But basketball recruiting was just always like, Matt did it for a while, then I'd kind of I'd go to a peach jam, then somebody else would go to a peach jam. We never really had a recruiting person. It was like, all right, I'll get this summer, and we'll see how it goes. Since you've started, even before this podcast, but especially with this podcast, you are as good as anyone, or better, I'd say, at covering U.K. Uh, basketball recruiting and basketball in general. So shout out to you, and, and Travis, and sources say hey, you all are – Kill, I almost said the F word right there. I'm so excited. You <laughs> are killing it with this thing. So for real, shout out to you, well, and your listeners for uh, making it happen.
0: So. Well, I I appreciate those kind words. You can find me at Jack Pilgrim KSR on Twitter. Uh, find me via email, j Pilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio And with that, we will be back next week for another jam packed Sources a podcast. Actually. You might even get a couple as this week progresses. We have some special guests coming down to Nashville. So we might throw a couple surprises on the Source of Safety feed. Be prepared for that. We'll see you then.